BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Arielle Laurie, host of the Blonde Files podcast, where every Wednesday I cover all things wellness. After nearly dying from drugs and alcohol six years ago, I've been on a mission to live my best, most fulfilled life, and I'm sharing everything with you. From how to achieve optimal health, well-being, and fulfillment, to the best beauty tips and even cosmetic procedures, I cover it all with raw, candid conversations with experts and inspirational guests. Make sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Hey, welcome back to my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker, and joining me today, it is so long overdue. The last, we saw each other recently in person, but the last time we like did an interview interview, a talk talk, was at Sirius, which shall not be named. Joining me today is MJ from Shaw's of Sunset. Hey, girl. Hey. Hi, honey. I'm so into you. I'm so excited about like your life right now. And oh, yeah, I love you. So shout out to um, Claudia for it was her birthday. Yep. The last time that we yep. saw each other in New York. Yep. We were yep. there for Watch What Happens and Nima. I took like 20 people. I had an entourage. At, I, you had you had such an entourage. It was V impressive, I, I have to say. They have every right to be like, how many people did that bitch bring? <laughs> I am telling you, so when we got there, and we're talking about Claudia, Ashri, girl with no job. So she, Tay, and I, my now wife and I. Mubarak, as is um, in the Persian <laughs> culture, it's Mubarak means congratulations, mazel tov. So happy for you. Thank you. I was going to say Mubarak to you on your new podcast, Till the Dirt with Tommy and MJ podcast. Thank you. Yes. My podcast. I just recorded. I just recorded with uh, uh, Darren Carp for my Patreon show, and she said, "If you want to impress MJ, say Mabarak." Oh. So did I fuck it up again, or did I get it right? You did a little bit, but we can work on your cadence. <laughs> Mabarak. What is Mabarak? Mabarak. Mabarak. Pretty good. <laughs> I love. I love Darren Carp. I'm going to take her Same. one day. I'm going to take her. She's going to be You're mine. You're going to steal her? I am. <laughs> like, little, uh, like, are you a little uh, les lesbian curious, MJ? I just love Darren. Her cute little, like, cheeks with I the, know. like, natural blush and her cute little freckles right. and her hair color and her eyes, little specks in them and just her voice and everything about her since day one, honey. 
<laughs> well, when we started recording today, I was getting some uh, some serious cleavage in the shot. Oh, how is and it now? I'm not going to lie. I <laughs> love it. <laughs> it's fabulous. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I am. I love you. Uh, I'm basically a secluded housewife. You know, I live in the <laughs> suburbs. I'm using this fake microphone because it's making me. <laughs> but I have to shout, like, seriously, these jeans are so comfortable. This is the first time that I've worn jeans at home in like a year and a half. What are jeans I don't even know anymore? I'm telling you, I got to get a pair. It's enough. This it's brand enough is already. really, really good. It feels like I'm wearing sweatpants. Oh, what is the brand? Okay. You're not going to be surprised. Look at that silhouette, honey. Damn, girl. Look at that booty. And also, it is not easy to get a jean to like fit perfectly on a tiny waist when you've got like you know a, a good butt and you've got like you've got some hips tiny, that's my biggest a, thing i don't have a tiny yes you waist. do no these look snatched as fuck these jeans look that way it looks like i just got life perception no no <laughs> i want those jeans wait who who are the jeans by it doesn't say good it on the back it doesn't good american they feel no like, way i got it i gotta do it i gotta get a pair they feel like softest stretch pants you've ever owned in your life just because what like the whole point of this since we're going to talk about yes. it is when you're at home a lot no matter who you are you're probably seldom getting dressed and you're probably seldom totally. going through those extra steps past like walking out of the shower soaking ass wet and then like you just yep. you know fall into your desk or your chair or wherever you you know exist i decided yep. you know it was like one of those promises that i was like, okay, you're going to still do a skin regime. Like no one can stop you from putting a little makeup on. No one can stop you. Like what's to say you can't put jeans on. <laughs> <laughs> I need to start making jeans a part of my like everyday routine. Wait, wait. So wait. So the last time we saw each other, so the last time we saw each other was at Claudia's birthday party in New York. And Tay and I are always late to everything. Like if they, like if you're friends with us, you know we will always be late. Very How person late? of us. How late? <laughs> I want I an want hour to... and a half to two hours. Wow, that's rude. That's like barely make it to the party. <laughs> <laughs> if you were one of my close friends, I we would have a I big know. problem. So, well, to be fair, we've always been friends with Claudia, but we got even closer, actually, like, weirdly in the pandemic. So, like, once the world opened, they were the people we started spending the most time with, and they would have, like, like last-minute parties, like, super late at night. So, Tay and I would be like, I don't know, are we going to make it or we're not going to make it? So, there was one party that we almost, like, slept through, but we showed up, like, three hours <laughs> after it started so then in their minds they're like oh my god they're late to everything so she said about her party they told us that the party started at like seven when it actually started at eight so that we would show up at like 8 30 or 9 Smart. and we showed up right on time at seven so by the time you got there i was like so drunk it was next level i was like a human tequila bottle yeah well you were but it was also really late oh my in god. the night no you were good okay, few. you were good you were good. I was like repetitive Rita telling stories. You know, when you're talking to a drunk person and they mm. just keep repeating the same thing and they never get to the point of the story. You that was me that night. You weren't repetitive Rita. And, and you know, what's funny. People came up to me and they were like, babe, who's that girl you've been talking to for a really long time? Like, why don't you just get on up and like come sit with us? <laughs> and That's I was, because we love each other. And I was like this. I was like, one second. 
One second. <laughs> like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm okay. No one's going to, you know, attack me. It's good. I'm where I want to be. So MJ and I go way back, actually. I feel like the first time we ever spoke, I was a fan of Shaw's, and you called into my radio show Tell me about when I was that. serious. So Remember I, that? You mean as a guest? No, uh-uh. Before I ever had you on as a guest, you literally called what did I in. Say? What did I ask? You called in and you were like, oh my God, I love this show. When I wake up super early in the morning and I can't sleep, I listen to Wake Up With Taylor. And so I decided I would call in and say hi. We must have been talking about Shaw's in some capacity. And you were like, I'm going to do the thing. I'm going to do like the drop-in. And there is nothing greater. Because even like when I was at Sirius... Radio feels, I always say, it's the blue-collar job of, like, the entertainment industry. Like, it, it always feels like radio, like, we're the construction workers of the entertainment industry. <laughs> so when people are like, oh, my God, I love your show, you're like, celebrities, listen. It's, like, the greatest feeling Anybody's in the world. out there? Well, I, I can see myself doing that. I just love like, <laughs> when in my life was I waking up early? Because when I am working up waking up early i'm really successful like that's when yes. i'm in shape my money's where it should be my life is like making sense like that is you know i'm really proud of myself that i actually did that because sometimes you like lose, <laughs> sometimes you lose touch with who you used to be and we yeah, don't want right? to do that we don't ever want to do touch that with our former selves <laughs> okay, so you get you just wrapped literally like a couple weeks ago, season nine, nine yes. of Shaws of Sunset. Yes. I have so many just general life questions I have to ask you about. Like that is, and you have been on all nine seasons. Like you've been there from the get. So this is really interesting because it's like, and also something that happens with Bravo is, there are some shows that are like, you know, Housewives, where it, it's, yeah, people are friends, but they're really coworkers. And then there's very few shows where it legitimately starts out with groups of friends. And that is, Vanderpump was a, was a great example of that. Shaw's is like the only remaining situation like that. Yeah. So I just have to say... I don't know how you guys can all still be friends to this day, but I am very impressed. I was telling MJ before we jumped on here, like I am definitely in a place in my life where, you know, I, I'm like approaching 40 um, and a lot of stuff changes from college till now. And like, I was married to a rich dude. I was in like a New York City, like Gossip Girl crew. Then we got a divorce. I fell in love with my best friend who's a woman. I, I'm like, now I'm gay. Like there's been so many changes in my life. And like now we're married and she wants to start a family. Like there's all these transitions you go through in life. And I think it's, you know, we always want to have friends all throughout our lives, but it's very difficult. It's very easy to grow out of friendships, especially when there's fights that happen. Yeah. So, I'm struggling with some friendships right now that I'm like, do I throw in the towel? Are we just growing too far apart? Or is it like worth sticking it out, fight, literally duking it out and making it last? So I feel like there's no better person to ask that question than you. You are the queen of this. Um, you know what the first stitch of Shaw's was, which was you just reminded me when you said from the beginning, I was like pushing my little chihuahuas into a pet hotel where they were going to have their own suite and like watch like the animal planet so um you know what <laughs> random thoughts 
Um, <laughs> I, I too have had to turn over friendships in my life. There's like, it's always sad when you have to do that because um, there's so many like good memories that you want to believe that will continue. You know, like everything you talked about from like your first marriage and your college days and like the girls that you can't be in friends with anymore because they took a different track and, you know, like they right. went a different direction or like maybe some party too much, you know, or maybe some right. became, and you know, it's like, sadly, um, if you do get married and have children, you tend to like then suddenly want to just find friends that are also having children, which like I, I can become very resentful about those things. Yep. Cause I'm like, no, no, no. You actually have to go out of your way to make friends. Friendships work even when yes. they're not convenient, even if you're not going to a mommy and me or what are the bars or, you know, like friendship for me is, and I probably say this is like an only child too, that comes from a really right. big family. Um, right. I want to fight to make friendships last. Like I am going to be like going down punching or, you know, the, the metaphoric punching, but in order to make it like, I don't, um, I think it's sad for, um, people that are like really close to, um, I guess throw in the towel or, um, I know I, my, my personal feeling is if I'm focusing on myself and making sure everything is right on my side of the street, like, am I healthy in my mind emotionally about, you know, every like everything that's going on with me and if right. i keep that in check and if i keep that right then the rest of my uh peer group or however you know my family my friends will have to fall into line with like kind of like a, a healthy boundary like a I mean, do, am, am I making sense to you at all, Taylor? Yes, you are. Let me ask you this question. It's an emotional there, question, right? It is a very emotional question. And there's so many, I think, examples that I can think of that you can think of, of like different, you know, and everything really is case by case, right? But it's like, I, I feel like with you, I've seen you in your friendships on Shaw's, like go through, you guys have gone through so much of like, you may be doing somebody wrong or they interpret it as such. And then like you interpret what they did as wrong. There's been so much, you know, I mean, it's a relationship. There's ups and there's downs, but somehow you guys always even if you're fighting to the bitter end you always find a way to like get through it or even like keep like if it was a hundred percent friendship now it's like fine i'll take the seven percent that i can get but you guys always seem to not give up and stay connected is there anything that somebody could do where you'd be like that's it that's my threshold i can't be friends with somebody who blanks because you guys forgive a lot of shit with each other um I, I, I hear you loud and clear and you're right. You're talking when you're talking about how sometimes someone will have the perception that you like did them wrong and yes. you didn't see it that way. And it's yes. that perception. So that is exactly nailing it on the head about how I feel sometimes in, in situations where you have to, in my opinion, get over certain things like, if someone yes. wants to hold on to their bullshit, then I'm calling bullshit. You've got yes. to get to a certain point where 
you want to tell, and I could say this to literally every person in my life, everyone has to get to a point where they're willing to call their own, call out themselves on their own bullshit in order yes. to get past something. Right. I could have this conversation yes. with my husband or my nieces. Like, it's like, we all cannot stand in the way with like pride, ego, bullshit, excuses, not wanting to like, you know, talk yourself off the ledge. So if right. you're, if you can't like, so therefore you only have so much power to uh, help someone else see the light. If someone wants to, they will. And if they want to stay in their, you know, in their feelings or in their um, stubborn in their fees. Totally. That's yeah. well, that's the thing is that I've realized I used to be somebody who was very like right or wrong, black or right. Like it was like it was like justice or no justice. And I've grown a lot like in the I don't know, last like five, six years, probably ever since I met my now wife. And I see things like way more gray, way more gray. And in doing that, I'm like like before it was like you hurt my fees. We can't be friends unless you take full responsibility and apologize without me communicating that to you. And I'm like, that's not real. So there's been things over the years with friends where I'm like, oh, that fucking stung. Oh, that fucking hurt. Oh, that was fucked up. And rather than be like, we're done, I'm like either get over it or I have to get the courage to confront them and have a conversation. And usually both of those things works out. But what I'm realizing now is I've spent years letting things go and being like, you know, I don't love that you do X, Y, and Z, but like, whatever, like maybe I don't trust you as much as I did, but we can still have so much fun together. Like, it's like, I think I used to be very like, you're my best friend or we're not friends at all. And now I'm like, no, like you bring joy into my life when I see you four times a year. That's good enough for me. I I will take that version of our friendship. It doesn't have to be all or nothing, but now I'm on the receiving end of people kind of being in their fifis. I just had a wedding. It was 26 people. So think of all the people I love in my life. didn't invite that I couldn't invite. And so it's really interesting because there's people that you think are going to be total brats and assholes about it and they're fucking so cool. And then the people you think are going to be like, yes, I got it. Like, they're so difficult. And so I'm starting to realize now, like, there's people who's like, and everyone's allowed to have their feelings hurt. Like, like, it's like, if you weren't invited to the wedding, it doesn't mean we hate you. We love you. There's so many people we love that couldn't be invited. But now I'm at a point where I'm like, oh, you're in your fifis. That's on you to get over. And then I'm thinking like, oh, wait, remember when I got over this with you or that with you? It's like, they don't even know I got over it because I just fucking got over it. Yeah. So now I'm in a place where it's like, I'm, I, I will always validate people's feelings if they come and they tell me. But if someone doesn't tell me and they're being passive aggressive, I can't fix that. Do you know what I mean? You have to. So of course I do. And you know what? A, being an adult means that you don't judge the shit out of each other and you allow people and respect your friends yes. for the difference of yes. opinion. And being yes. an adult means that you learn to communicate in a calm way and you're willing to have what's called a con a confrontation doesn't have to be a confrontation. It could be yes. like keeping things copacetic and keeping, you know, your feelings on the table. Hey, you know what? I like this. This bothered me. Okay. So the friends of yours that surprised you at not getting an invitation it's all about it was about them and how right they felt about that so like you could say hey it was 26 people does that make you understand or is it like well then do we need to have a a talk that you thought you should be one of those 26 people I still want you to feel good I still want knowing me and having me in your life to be a good experience but hey right if we're talking about other like extreme behavior in friendships, then like, 
you know, you really, I think it's important to stay true to who you are and keep it real. And like, there should be a limit to what shit you're willing to accept from somebody else does get to a so point. What is your, so what's your limit, MJ? Like, cause I feel like I've seen you like forgive. I mean, you get mad and you, and you, and you stick it for yourself and you set boundaries. I've watched you for nine seasons do it, but you also are very forgiving. Like you, the things that you get, you guys get over blow my brain back. But so like, is there I a point, you. like, is there a thing that you are like, if you do this, like there's no forgiveness or no, is it, is it, is it unconditional? You know what? My father passed away three years ago and I think about him. And when I think yeah. about what he would do and I feel like there's there's a price you have to pay in order to write somebody off. There's a price you have to pay in order to hold on to a grudge, right? And that, yes. to me, that holds its own pain and that yes. holds its own um, unhealthy, like, uh, cancer. Like, you Poison. Don't want yeah, totally. Totally. So I think, and this is me today, is that it's smarter and more big-hearted and more like what you would want on your tombstone to let go and be forgiving and empathic and like just say like okay you know let's forgive I don't think there's I don't think it's a sign of weakness I think it's like actually like a higher level of you know vibration yeah. to just just say you know what no matter what like you did you probably somewhere in there you know feel bad about it but like you were saying like it, it you can put people in the bleachers of your life you can see them yeah. and the floor seats you know in the front row or anywhere yes. in between so that also yeah. makes sense you know life is like a stadium that's so interesting yeah it's like just because you're the nosebleeds are still in the stadium you still get to watch the game you were there honey you got to hear the songs you you danced to the music yeah <laughs> you got like the if popcorn. i got tickets if I got tickets to go see Celine Dion and I was the nosebleeds, I still fucking go because right. I love Celine. She's my queen. You know, mm. I'd rather be there than not be there at all. It's funny. I had a friend who we went to college together and we really got into it years ago. I was in a tough place and she was in a tough place. We were both in a bad place. We both needed each other to be 110% and we just couldn't be like, couldn't be there for each other. My, the way I handled that is I retreat and I isolate. She like needs all the attention in the world. So I wasn't giving her what she needed. She was bugging me and I was like, just leave me alone. Anyway, it got to a point where I was like, I'm so sick of disappointing you. Please just downgrade me to acquaintance. I can't handle the pressure of being your best friend because you, what you consider to be a best friend, I can't measure up to. I don't know if I ever can. So please, like this is, I'm not going to change that much. You're not going to change. Let's just like lower the stakes and she did and so a part of that was like we'd run into each other kind of awkward and then we just like lost touch forever and recently she reached out to me and it was like nice and I don't know I think we might rekindle our friendship and maybe we're in a place now where we're able to kind of like you know settle into each other's lives as not best friends but not like complete like strangers and enemies anymore so you redefined your boundaries you took a little time apart and then you came back yeah. and you both consciously were like i want this friendship this feels good we might be doing things a little differently the problem is like that's assuming that no one is bringing their bullshit to the table like the difference has right. to be that like in my in my life the more i move forward i have to make sure that the people around me 
are not full of shit. So like bring your authenticity to the table and then we yes. can play. Anything else is like F off. I, yeah, I, you can be you can be flawed, but you have to own that shit. If you want to play perfect, I can't have that shit in my life. Right. You know? Yeah. That's how I feel. And also, did you notice how um pandemic changed like relationship dynamics? And I totally. Yeah, like there's uh, a lot of people that stop talking on a regular basis because the news was doom and gloom all the time. So then right. um it's kind of like putting on jeans and like calling your friends. So <laughs> I, yeah, yeah bruh, it's super complicated. <laughs> yeah. Who are you best with right now, would you say, in the cast? I like, who, who do you love feel like, Nima. Like the- I love Nima. He's yeah. my number one. Shervin is my number one before Nima because he has seniority. Um, he Shervin just put a whole, no, Tommy put the Mercedes Benz together. Shervin delivered it. It was for Shams. It's like a little G-Wagon. Um, Shams is so cute. I so, can't even. Most beautiful baby award goes to your baby. Thank you. So spectacular. Thank oh. you. Thank you. And I die. So, um, yeah, those guys are awesome. I love Mike. I love Paulina. I actually want to get, like, all of us together more often. And um, so then, yeah, like, those are my favorite people right now. My favorite. You and, and I have, you know, I love everybody. Like, you know, I, I do, know no you love what. everybody. Yeah. I know you love everybody no matter what. Well, that's the best part of you. You really are. You are somebody who is so forgiving. And even if you can't, like I was saying before, even if you can't be a hundred percent their friend, I feel like you still find that like small percentage that you're able to fit into your life so that there's uh, not like a complete and however, total loss. Wait a second. Yes. I'm very all or nothing. I, I don't know if I can be like eh, second row with people that, uh, you don't want the nosebleed section. No, not nosebleed second row. Like I don't know. I'm very all or nothing. I, so everything I said might be a complete like contradiction right now because I, I, I like, okay. So there are those girlfriends that you're talking about who were too much for you. So you had to say, I'm not going to live up to your, but like, then there are people that you have to be all or nothing with. So there's very much an all or nothing feeling that right. Like you have to feel the same, uh, the feels you have to feel the trust. Like I, if I let you back into my life, um, right. I might just, be really open with all the things that are in my life. Otherwise I won't feel close to you. So you know what I mean? So this is actually interesting. There was a, I remember years ago working for Cosmo magazine, there was this, um, it's like a relationship formula for like, like romantic relationships though. And it's like, so if let's say you date somebody, right. And then like you become like exclusive and then you move in together and then you're get engaged. The basically the formula is in a romantic relationship, you can always keep moving forward, but what you can never, and you can stop, you can stop and be in the present. Like you can get engaged and stay engaged. 100%. Some people might need to go to the next place, place and go get married, but it's like, you know what? We're going to stay engaged or you know what? We're just going to live together forever. But what you can't do in romantic relationships is go backwards. Right. You, you can't downgrade. You so can't you, be like, you can't, you can't be like, yes. you know what, Tommy, let's have separate apartments. <laughs> like, it'll, <laughs> like, let's just move exactly. out of this house and let's just do like you and I each get a condo down the street like, and see each other <laughs> exactly. every other day. Uh, exactly. So that's thing is you can't like you can't go back. My mom. My so mom that said that. Be, by the way. Yeah. yeah so your that mom said that. 
all my life. Go on. So that being said, though, maybe that does apply. Maybe yeah. it doesn't apply to it all does. friendship, but maybe it, d- it applies it to best friends. Because if you have, tr- if, if you have such an intimate, like it's like your best best friend, it's like your family, and then they go backwards. Yeah. Maybe it, it feels like that kind of betrayal, where it's like I can never get back to where I was with you, and if we can't fully get back there, I can't do this. Yeah, I, yeah? I totally feel that because. Um, it's like you said, you clearly, we cannot make a black or white statement. You've become gray because that works, right? Like, right. because it's not mature to always be black and white. So you cannot put the category of your friends in one box. Right. 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 Exactly. It's so wait, total... so, wh- so what's our conclusion? Our conclusion we, is it we... depends. <laughs> I actually agree with that. It's case by case. Yeah, it just is. It is. There's some friends I will tolerate such crap from, and it's like whatever. Yeah. And there's some people who can destroy and shatter my soul. And I don't know why. Because you feel is. sorry for them, and you give them, like, um, kid gloves. Like, you'll you'll literally yep. feel sorry for certain friends. You'll be like, oh, honey, he just doesn't have the emotional capacity. We just have to like, you know, put on our kid gloves and let it slide. And then there's someone else right. that's like two minutes late and you're like, where the fuck have you been, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna end our friendship over this. That's the thing though. You know what it is too? For me, I think what it is, is if I have to handle you with kick gloves, then you have to handle me with kick gloves. But that's never how it works. It's always like, I was recently mad at somebody and I was like waiting for them to like come for me. And I was so ready to be like, if you can't take it, don't dish it. Like that's the yeah. thing. It's like, if so you're a sensitive Sally, but when I'm a sensitive Sally... I'm not allowed to be in my fifis, but you fucking lit in your fifis. And I hate that, like, I hate double standards. That's what it is. My, I hate double standards. I hate my husband. It's a tit for tat, <laughs> double standard city in tit for tat USA, you know, double standard huh. continent of the globe of planet Earth. Speaking of your husband, Tommy, you guys have a new podcast out, uh, Till the Dirt with Tommy and MJ podcast. Check it out. How is it to work with your husband? I I need it because like that, I work with my wife. I mean, very closely, but she's not my co-host on the podcast. I have her on, but y'all are like doing the damn thing in front of the microphone. So how is that? been so much fun and it's so funny and so you said you have to go into the city after this so you're going to listen to it on your way in yes I yes promise i am you. so it's it's just a good time man and we just talk shit and we drag each other and it's really awesome and people love it <laughs> who is more sensitive you or tommy of course tommy of course the woman <laughs> is stronger the woman is stronger taylor the woman is I know. always stronger and I know, the, but the, you know what? It gets really difficult in the same sex relationship because we're both refusing her and I to give up that strength. I'm available for sessions. I can do a Zoom. <laughs> I can do some crisis management, and I'll be like, "Listen, motherfuckers, Tommy and I are going about are gonna about to hit um, seven years that we've been knowing each other from Tinder." It, Damn. Yes, time actually flew, and. So I can give you, I can impart on the two of you, like in, in Tommy and me, I used to be the loud, crazy psycho, but then Tommy out 
crazied me. So now I have to be like the more calm person. So yeah, it is a double standard. It's called compassion and love. You know, you just like, yep. I will take your shit because I know how to handle your shit. I'm also going to make you like call you out on yours, but like it might take a little bit longer to get what I want, but eventually Taylor, you will get it. I promise. Okay. Okay. Just be a little so patient. Wait. So tell me a little bit about a little bit about the podcast. Okay, so it's on um, on ta- retracing the steps of all the stuff that we've never talked about on the show, or not that we haven't talked wow. about that the show didn't cover, right? So we're right. Just, it's it's just like how is it episode one to the present doing all of our first, like the first time we traveled and the disaster that being on an airplane was, but what did you learn about each other or like meeting the parents or swiping on Tinder and how long it takes. And like the way that everyone I think loves this show is that our, our till the dirt is because there's something in there for what you're going through. And totally we're as gloves are off and it's raw and it's honest and it's funny. What more could you want? Listen, the phrase is, and I, and I mean this like with all the love of my heart, but misery loves company, right? And so when we as people share our struggles in friendship or in your case, you're sharing your struggles in a relationship, it's so relatable and it's so important for people to also hear, you know, that people go through, I mean, shit's hard. Life's hard, especially when you're living it. Like friendship's one thing because your friend's life doesn't necessarily impact yours. Your partner, literally you're sharing your life together. So to get to listen, to hear how you guys get through those things. And like, this was hard, but this is how we recovered. It's like medicine. It's important. We need to hear it. Yeah. Cause this week we, we just aired an episode talking about what happens when one of you makes more money than the other. So I would rather have somebody. Yeah. I would rather have a couple listen to that and let that break the ice so that they can start the conversation at, and, you know, wake up the elephant in the room because as soon as you hear someone else talking about it, you can be like, Oh honey, what do you think about, you know, XYZ. That's so interesting. One of the hardest things that Tay and I first experienced when we were first together was I was working at Sirius and I I also had just left, you know, a very wealthy husband. So I went from the taking care of one to the breadwinner and the caretaker and she was nannying at the time. And so it was like, like you said, it was the elephant in the room. It was like, she never wants to talk about money. And I was like, we fucking have to talk about money. Like we have to. And it was definitely one of the hardest things for her specifically like to get across but like once we we crossed that bridge or got over that hurdle like it was so much better for our relationship to just have open conversation and it's like it's happening money is a part of our relationship whether we like it or not we have to discuss it because not talking about it just builds weirdness and resentment and that then you have these passive aggressive fights that you're fighting about something you're not even directly talking about it's exhausting right because you want to get past it and the longer you hold on to something the more it's going to amass more resentment like free yourselves get it off and then you can be about lifting each other up and letting her be you know, the like shine and let her feel empowered. And then she can go out and triple her income and become, you know, like break, break her glass ceilings, you know? 
Exactly, and take care of my ass. It's my turn. I'm yep. tired. That's right, honey. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's the thing, because I know, I mean, she's, we're at a place now where we're about to be equal in terms of income. So it's been six years of me being the breadwinner, and I'm like, yes, we're going to be equal. That's going to be a great time, I think, when we're, like, dead even. But there's going to be a time, I think, that she's going to surpass me, and I'm psyched for it. But MJ, I'm like scared because I'm like, uh oh, all the fucked up shit I did when I was the breadwinner, she's gonna do back to me. So yeah. she was basically like, I'm gonna put you, I'm gonna put you on a what's it called when you go oh, on an allowance. I was like, fuck, <laughs> no, no, I don't want to be on an allowance. You're like that's very Lucy and Ricky of you, okay? Like I know, not the 50s. I know. And you know what? <laughs> I don't think that you're even gonna notice if and when she you know, God willing quadruples your income. So you guys are seriously you know, buying a G16. Um, seriously. It doesn't, it does it. You like, you want to talk about your issues so that you don't have them anymore. Like you could, as long as like I was saying to Tommy, as long as one of us doesn't roll up with a cherry red Porsche and some like unreasonable, then <laughs> like, we're good. You don't have to say, hey, Taylor, um, you can't have that extra shot of espresso. It's not in your allowance. <laughs> can you imagine? I would lose my damn mind. Oh, you cannot I buy those a- good American jeans. <laughs> You're on a budget. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But see, this is a thing that like, now that we're married, I'm like, oh shit. Like we have a great couples therapist. Thank God. Um, that's actually why I'm going to the city after our podcast is to meet with our couples therapist. But she, you know, the like we've, we, she's so great and she's really like made our relationship that much better but we're at a point now where it's like I don't really know how to mix finances in a marriage because with my last marriage my husband was a breadwinner was been was the breadwinner and it was just like I made my own money my money was my money his money was our money and that was that was all she wrote so like now I'm like how do we do this do we have a joint bank account like you know what like can I can I go buy a fucking Bottega bag if I want to anymore or like are we saving for in vitro to have children ah i don't know first of all you're saving for in vitro to have children you should open up one bank account and only deposit money into it it's a savings and okay don't make any withdrawals keep your own money right now since you guys just got married like two days ago you can keep your yes relax it's good it's good to be like stressed out but you're good so we um kept our bank accounts where we're like spending money separate but you should go and sit down with a financial planner and then IVF you guys it's not going to be that expensive I like to just eliminate those big question marks like what should we do it's 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 this it's so easy it's simple and then okay as soon as you guys start your family then it's not going to matter because you're spending all your money on cribs and on the baby and I'm so mad at my baby for stealing all my money it didn't even (laughs) do anything to deserve it that's right that's right (laughs) wait I have a question so then once you have a child is it like you guys like as a team not I mean take this with a grain of salt against the baby or does the baby make you guys go against each other neither but what you do is you're like okay I'll see you later you take the baby so that I can (laughs) go do something else like so there's not a lot of overlap Saturdays to me are the best day that there's no football there's nothing. Ugh. It's just the three of us. And I'd be like, yes. Ken, where are we, honey, where are we going as a family of three? <laughs> like, where are we going? Can the dog come? 
So <laughs> we, the, you're not going to be like at each other. You're just going to trade off and become strangers to one another. Okay. Oh, fun. Fun. My, um, I was with my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, my, like my new brother-in-law and sister-in-law. And um, they had like a party for their three-year-old. And anyway, at the end of the night, my brother-in-law, Ben walked over to Ashley. He goes like this, Ben, nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, they didn't exactly. even see each other all day. Oh, exactly. It's so crazy. Because, I always say to Tay, because you want to, because you're going to go want to get a blowout and take a long shower, or go yes. do like a yoga or whatever. Uh, my favorite thing is to go outside and walk and just like turn on a podcast and just walk and never come back. Yep. You know it, girl. Oh, my other thing too is I get scared that when we have a baby, I'm going to get left out. <laughs> I did feel that Psycho. way. I did feel that really? way, but. Yeah, I thought I was going to be jealous of the love that my husband gave my child. That's Same. N- it's, uh, are you an only child? No, you're not. No, but I, I think I'm an only yeah. child. I was an only till I was six and a half, which gave me a lot of like in my formative years, only tendencies. Yes. So you pretty much are an only child and that's a very <laughs> only child thought, but it doesn't happen. <sighs> it doesn't happen. Okay, phew. You're gonna oh my God, to- MJ. You're going to be like... I love seeing this love. Look what we made. Okay. <laughs> I have to experience it to believe it. I know. Oh. I'm like, I'm literally, I'm legit. Like, I'm going to be jealous. The fact that you just told me you felt the same way makes me feel so much better. Yeah. MJ, whenever I tell people that, they're like, you're a fucking monster. <laughs> <laughs> it is very monstrous of us. It's very oh, Halloween. We're the Green Reaper of jealousy. No, it's fine. Don't worry. No, but we have to share the truth. See, look what we just did there, right? We just allowed anybody who's sick in the head like us to feel normal and not like a complete piece of shit. (laughs) We're doing the Lord's work. Tell them that you're half Persian somewhere in their bloodline because we're very (laughs) territorial. And totally (laughs) we're, we're jealous, but just the right amount, just the right amount, a scotch of jealousy and possessiveness. Oh, girl, I've got to be Persian. I'm not joking. That's exactly how I operate. Um, so basically, your podcast is kind of like, it's like therapy for people, essentially. Body therapy. It's therapy Body for you story. and Tommy. No, I mean, it's good for us because I think that we're, it's so fun and funny to talk about stuff. And it's important to remember where you've been. You know, like we just talk about everything that was it's like the most anecdotal stuff that we've been through and it's it's i promise you'll know does it ever make you guys get into like reignite fights talking about things from the past i have gotten a little testy and then we have to put the microphones down and walk away so yeah i don't i think i've become way more mature than i used to be Really, I used to be me too, girl. Like, I'm with you. you. Ever, I don't even know. I don't even know who I am anymore. Do you ever start a fight and then just think about how once you're what now you're now you're in a fight and you're not getting along and your day is wrecked and you think yes. to yourself where I could have just easily have said yes, yes. or been nice yes. and not snapped yes. and now I don't have to be yes. sitting this in, in in shit on a beautiful sunny day, right? 
Oh, it's the worst. Like, I I am so like, fuck it. I'm sorry. It's all my fault. And I'll say it sincerely because it's like, I don't want to sit here and f- duke out who's right and who's wrong. Like, it's me. I'm wrong. I'm always the one to apologize. I'm the. She apologizes like 10% of the time. I'm like 90%. Am I 90% wrong? Nah, I'm no. like 80% wrong. <laughs> but we never is, wrong. I'm with you, though. It's like, I don't, this is like, this is exhausting. Like, the fight itself is so much more exhausting than just, like, letting it go, you know? And it doesn't, at the end of the day, 90-10 makes 100. So, together, you guys are getting to the finish line. You're getting in a good place. So, does it really matter which one of you saved each other from that fight? Like, you're just not. And the worst is, we don't fight as much on vacation. Do you remember being in that, oh, my God. If you're one of those people who goes on a trip and gets into a fight with your... That was that was me with Wasband. We fought every vacation. I'm oh, like, this is ridiculous. It is the Why worst. are we even going? It's the worst. No, Tay, Tay and I don't fight on vacation anymore. We used to in the beginning because right. I think I was just bringing along that baggage. Yeah. It was just like repeating bad behavior. But no, we're great on vacation now. Do you know and what it's else like, is really good for couples is going out what? with other couples. Because I agree, you know, like Tommy will come back and be like, you know what? I noticed about them that I'm so glad that we don't have. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see what's that this shit? I am so glad you don't do that shit. (laughs) I'm dead. I'm like, well, I never would have been able to get this trophy if it weren't for going out with them. Thank you. I'm sending flowers. (laughs) Thank you guys for being fucked up and fighting on our group dinner because it really (laughs) made us appreciate our marriage. Thank you so much. Exactly. Um, MJ, I love you so much. I'm so happy Likewise. I finally got you on the podcast. Girl, we, like, Tay and I will come on your podcast. Like, we got to do more of this. We're too, honestly, we're too good together. I'm just going to tell the truth. I'm going to say it how it is. Say it, girl. I want to come to New York. When we come to Queens, you guys are going to have to come to us. Yes. In Done. Howard Beach, Queens. Hopefully A next million month. million percent. Hopefully next month, I'm in. A thousand percent in. We'll finally get yeah. to yeah, huh? Uh huh. MJ, thank you so much for joining me, you guys. Don't forget, MJ has a fantastic podcast. It's out with her husband. It's called Till the Dirt with Tommy and MJ Podcast. Check it out. Um, especially if you're in a relationship, you need to have this medicine or if you want in your one. life. <laughs> yeah, right? That too. You'll go in with like realistic expectations. Also, MJ, what else? Should people follow you? Where do you want people to go? Where, where shall the people go? Hey, man, you can follow me at Mercedes Javid everywhere yep yeah everywhere yes on all the things yeah and also i see you've been doing tiktoks i like your tiktoks i'm inspired i need to start doing more tiktoks uh yeah so that's that's you know what i am gonna actually start changing i'm like starting to get into my tiktok groove whereas like in the beginning i would just be like trying to copy things but now i'm starting to like come in on my own like the Nicki minaj one i was like yep Yeah. Yeah. I really, I was like starting to feel myself. So yeah, t- I feel like, you know, TikTok is a thing. Like they tell it you, is a if thing. you don't I, do it. I've been, I've been dragging my feet and I'm like, fuck it. I've got to lean in. I just don't know how to make the videos, but I'll learn. It's a learning curve. I just have to get on it. I'll You've inspired me. Oh, between me and Claudia, we'll, we got you girl. Okay, good. Okay, good. MJ, thank you so much. I love you to bits and pieces. Likewise. Congratulations, Mazel Tov, Thank you. On everything. I wish you nothing but health, which is the most important of wealth, prosperity. Amen. 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 Amen.
MJ, thank you so much, you guys. That is it for us this week. Have a great rest of your week. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. That's everything. And do it also, uh, Till the Dirt with Tommy and MJ podcast. The rating, the reviewing, the subscribing, it's everything to us. It's how you tip us. Yep. So please and thank you. Go ahead and do that. And yeah, I'll be next, I'll be back next week with another amazing podcast. Until then, 